Hey everybody, welcome to the X Button Podcast. We're on that kind of energy today, boys. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, today we are covering some reviews. There are tons of reviews out on three games that come out on Friday. One being Kirby, one being Tiny Teens Wonderlands, one being I don't know Ghostwire Tokyo. So. These three games come out. You got Switch, you got Multiplat, and you got a you got a PS5 exclusive or PS exclusive slash PC, I think. Um, all coming out on Friday. So if you need something new to play, here it is. Also, if you need something new to play, what are you doing not playing Elden Ring? Oh, you already beat it. Okay, what are you not do? What are you doing? What are you not? What are you doing not playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West? Because Horizon Forbidden West is amazing. I don't know if you guys know this. I mean, I gave it a pretty great review on the X Button Podcast. If you want to go check that out. Also, I reviewed Elden Ring as well if you want to go check that out. So, two beautiful games that recently came out. If you haven't played them, hop in. Uh, But if you're looking for more multiplayer fun or some single-player horror fun or some on-the-go Kirby fun... Uh, it's out there. So we're going to be covering all the reviews today, and we are also going to be talking about a game that got delayed, and we are just chilling, baby. It's freaking Thursday, a.k.a. pre-Friday, and we all know what that means. It's the best day of the week. This means when you go to bed tonight and you wake up tomorrow, it's the weekend. No matter what, if you have to wake up early for a job, if you have to go do some business, if you have to uh, go handle some responsibilities, it's the freaking weekend. Baby, we're about to have some fun. Baby, baby, we. I'm glad I messed up the lyric because I shouldn't be referencing that. Anyways, anyways, um, yeah. Moving on, man. Uh, a lot of patches came out. That's pretty cool. I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Elden Ring got patched to where they nerfed. They nerfed my boy and a lot of people's boy, the Mimic tier. If you're familiar with Elden Ring, you know what happens when the Mimic tier. When that mimic tier comes out, it's basically a copy of your character, an NPC version of you that can heal, that can attack, that can switch weapons, that can cast spells, that can do all the tricks of the trade. It's basically a copy of you, and obviously, you take a character and you go, hey, uh, I have a strength build. My my weapon does 900 damage. What if I had two of me running around? What if I had a diversion for the bosses out there? What if, you know... What what if what if there was two of us just like taking the boss to bound down? And that's basically what the gameplay has been for a lot of people. A lot of people have relied on that mimic tier and now they nerfed it. But let's be frank, it's still kinda banging. I mean, if you use it nowadays, not as good. Not definitely not as good, but it's still I mean, if you have two of yourself, even though it may die quicker, it may do less damage, it doesn't matter. You're still you still got that diversion, you can still get those hits in while uh that's uh taking all the aggro and stuff one second drink update it is not chalky milk today it is water keeping it healthy keeping it hydrated you know the vibes but yeah they nerfed that and they nerfed a couple other things like a bunch of weapons and let's be real the weapons themselves and the mimic tier they weren't really that nerfed we can still kind of use them effectively at least me and my friends have and you know what not a problem. Not a problem. Also, I mean, these are all things that the game was intended not to be uh, messing up with. And it seems like 
these are all to help. And they added new NPC, a new NPC, um, in the form of, I think his name is Jar Baird, Jar Baird. And, uh, obviously they fixed a bunch of stuff. So basically the game is running better. It has new stuff in it already. It has different, uh, NPCs that were already in the game lasting longer and having further quest lines down uh, further into the game. So if you experienced the game already and you think you got all of it all out of it, you didn't. They just changed it up a bit and they added a lot more to the different quest lines and they added a new NPC for a new quest line or not really a new quest line, but a modified current quest line. And uh, they nerfed a bunch of weapons. So good luck. But to be real, it's not that bad. Also, your boy. Since I've already gotten the legit plat on PS5, I'm doing a cheese run. Absolutely freaking cheesy. Like, you get pizza, and there's only cheese. There's no sauce. There's no meats. There's no bread. It's just a disc of cheese. And that is what my Elden Ring PS4 playthrough is. And it's purely just to get the platinum, because I'm a platinum boy, and I like doing that, okay? What's wrong with that? So, your boy... Did a duplication thing. Process. I'm not going to go into it. We don't promote that kind of stuff here. You know what I'm saying? Unless you want to write in, I'll tell you about it. Um, I duplicated a bunch of consumable souls, and that led to me getting them all back when I was ready on my PS4 character. I popped every single one, and I ended up with 12 million runes in an instant. If I want 12 million more, I can instantly get 12 million more. So my that character is like super, super strong. It's strong. It's got 80 strength. It's got like 50 health. Um, I think it's got like 30 uh, mind. It's got like 50 and no, 61 endurance. Um, so it's just a monster. And that's exactly what I wanted that playthrough to be. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be God mode. And <clears throat> geez, that messed up my throat. Um, and then now with the mimic tier, it's going to be on stop play. Uh, and I'm just going down the quest lines, you know, knocking out the bosses as we go. Basically the trophy list as a uh, Phil friend host of the show says it's a hit list. It's basically all the boss, all the boss, uh, trophies, you know, it's a, it's a freaking hit list. Let's be real. You have to go through, go boom, 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 boom. And then it's all over. And then you have the other ones, collectible stuff, but most of that can be dropped. So I'm already getting those trophies done. It's. I know, I get it, but the bragging rights are going to be tremendous when I have two Elden Ring Platinums under my belt, uh, this close to launch, and it's going to look nice in my trophy uh, collection. Then, I know another update, I think it was 1.06 for WWE 2K22, that one did a lot of stuff, let me actually pull that up, because that one actually... Made the game run a lot better. I played it today, and it actually does run a lot better, which is pretty awesome. Uh, general stability and performance, various cutscenes improvements for my rise, improved hair interactions, improved skin and eye shaders for various superstars, updated character likenesses of various superstars, which I haven't gone into depth on what that means. Uh, I actually am curious to see if they have like a side-by-side. Changed the maximum number of favorite characters, or favorite creators to 50. Improved texture blending and materials on hundreds on hundreds of hair models. Implemented criteria for NWO standalone bonus content, which means that, hey, you get two of them for some reason. I logged in and I got another pack for my, my factions, and now I have double... I have double NWO, pretty much. Some would say 
that is cheating, others would say it is literally too sweet. And I, you know, I ain't got no problem with that. And then they just did a bunch of more. You know, they made the game run better. There was a lot of issues with ladders, and they fixed that. There was a lot of issues with um, there was like a cheese that you could do in my faction to kind of to kind of get through the mode quicker and uh, easier, and just like instantly win over and over and kind of cheese that whole mode to you know get trophies, get uh, you just exploit your way to the top. And they are, they put that in uh, in limbo and fixed it. So overall, WWE 2K22 is running better. This this list goes on for a while. I started listing and I was like, I'm not gonna waste the whole app talking about there. Uh, improved ladder dismounts, cool. Have you ever dismounted a ladder? It's the scariest thing ever. I feel like your knees are just gonna go, like it's gonna transform or something, dude. Uh, let's keep moving. There are a lot of sales on games, which is awesome. Not like a big Target Black Friday sale, but it is. If you want to get Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, it is on sale at Walmart for some reason, if you live in the U.S., uh, and I guess possibly on their website. I'm not sure if it's international, probably not, but it is currently $10 off at $59.94, so if you are interested in that, go hit it up. Um, I'm sure the deal is only going to be available until like Friday, so get it today if you can, and also be prepared to wait for the shipping because... If you if you get a game outside of uh, GameStop and sometimes Best Buy, prepare to wait for your shipping. I've had I've had Best Buy and GameStop both kind of screw me over too, but they were last minute pre-orders, so I can't really blame them too much. But uh, yeah, just just be prepared that it might be late. Uh, that's why I'm not doing the deal. But at the same time, it's a great deal. Ten dollars off. I mean, it's basically a PS4 game at that point, which honestly it should have been because it's a now, it shouldn't have been a PS4 game, but it should have been priced at that point because it does have a PS4 version. I hear that the changes in between the mo- and in between the versions aren't that drastic, and uh, obviously it's 2K, so they're just going to be like, you know, hey, uh, does a couple more things extra. This area looks better. Now it's $10 more. I don't know. Um, but hey, you know, what are you going to do? Anyways, anyways... Um, let's get into the Tiny Tina Wonderlands review before you buy it. Uh, we can kind of give you an idea of what to expect for this game. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get right into it. So uh, it's currently sitting at an 80 out of 100 on Metas- Metacritic. And uh, that is from 55 Critic Reviews. Game Informer says, Wonderlands is upbeat and fun from start to finish. Offering a rewarding adventure filled with a goof- with goofy Characters, imaginative bosses, and a great sense of ownership over your character through it all. Even with one of Borderlands' most loved characters leading the charge, this experience feels like the start of something new. A rare spin-out from an existing series that deserves just as much of the spotlight. As someone who has played plenty of Dungeons & Dragons, I adored how often Wonderlands reminded me of rolling a 20-sided die with friends. It's a love letter to the... uh, on-the-spot creativity and friends enjoying each other's company in a make-believe world. And they gave it a 95. Jeez. Um, so that's awesome. That's that's crazy, actually. Uh, but let's go to let's go to EGM, where they gave it a 60, which uh, isn't the worst score you could get, but it definitely is not a 95. So let's see what they say. The best and worst thing about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is that it feels like another Borderlands game. The shooter gameplay is as tight and responsive as ever. The weapons are fun to use and the writing is marked improve 
is a marked improvement over Borderlands 3. The characters are once again at the center of the game's comedy, and the performances are great when the actors are actually committed to their roles. But because this is more Borderlands, a lot of the same annoyances with the series persist, especially when it comes to inventory management and the sheer amount of meaningless loot. Really, Wonderlands' most or uh, worst offense is that it can't get over the series' legacy of looting and shooting and misses opportunity to take real inspiration from the tabletop worlds that it parodies. Um, so it seems like it is kind of mixed, but leaning more on the side of good. Uh, the overall consensus kind of seems like it is leaning towards the idea that it's on one hand more Borderlands, but on the other hand, it's one of the better Borderlands experiences that you can kind of get better so than um, Borderlands 3, which I, don't, I honestly don't think was a high bar by any means. Uh, that had some bugs. The story was way too long and it had a uh, a very uninteresting world, lobby, um, or I guess it was called Sanctuary. Uh, There's a lot of elements of that game that were just kind of cut you know, dry and they were just not really inspired by anything. It just felt like a carbon copy of two with just more shit and just stretched entirely too thin. But this one seems like it is at least making... The campaign shorter, uh, expanding the end game from what I've heard, and um, obviously giving you more decisions uh, and or more choice rather in creating your character, uh, multi-classing, and you can kind of obviously enjoy the story with all these big named actors, which I didn't even know were in the game, like Andy Samberg, uh, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of people in it that are voicing the main characters and. Obviously, Ashley Birch is back as Tiny Tina, and it just seems like an interesting, fun thing to play after ripping my hair out from playing Elden Ring for way too long. I've been playing Elden Ring for, uh, at this point, over 200 hours, I think, because I'm on my second playthrough, or technically my third, in a way. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I need something to relax to, baby, and this looks like a fun time. So I'm going to hop into this on Friday. I'll have my impressions on Monday, so look out for that. Moving on to the next game that is coming out tomorrow, and that is Kirby and the Forgotten Land for the Nintendo Switch. Now, if you remember, I played the demo on Switch, and I, I hope you guys tried it out too. I wasn't too impressed with what I played. It just felt like a weaker version of Mario Odyssey, and obviously you had the Kirby mechanics, which I just wasn't a fan of. It didn't feel smooth enough to me. It felt like the audio was off. It felt like the world um, was kind of empty, but also kind of just like, basic Kirby fodder. Um, something that just wasn't for me at the time. According to this, it's, this got a better Metacritic overall score than um, Tiny Tina's, and it has 10 more critic reviews as well. And like I said, Metacritic isn't the end-all be-all, especially uh, for Tiny Tina's and this. It's just, we like to use it here, just because it gives you an overall consensus. Let's talk about these reviews for a second. Um, it has, all right, let's look at... Uh, Player 2, never heard of that. Um, what is that, a website? I guess it's a website. Yeah, player2.net.au. Okay. Player 2 says, Kirby in the Forgotten Land is a beacon of joy we all need in these wild times. It's pure, wholesome fun that can and should be enjoyed by all ages. Um, short and sweet. They gave it 100, um, which, okay. There's that. And then, uh, this is. I guess this is only getting reviewed in Australia. These are like all Australia Australia, Australia sites. I'm not sure why that is. Am I on the Australia 
Metacritic? Is that what I'm doing? I don't know. Okay, here's GameSpot. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is one of these games, one of those games that's hard to play without constantly having a silly smile on your face. It's far more than just a cute and charming platformer with colorful visuals, though. This is one of the best platformers on Nintendo Switch thanks to its brilliantly designed stages and a dynamic arsenal of abilities that consistently shake up the moment-to-moment platforming and action. And Franken Kirby, if you're reading this review, please don't eat me. I don't have any cool powers anyway. Okay. Um, so Gainswag gave it a 90 or a 9 out of 10. And uh, that's insane. Like it's, it sounds like most of the major sites are actually liking it. Game Informer gave it a 9. Um, let's see. What was the other one? There's another one I just saw. Games Radar gave it a 9. So um, it seems like it's getting reviewed well. I feel like this, unfortunately, probably will fall under one of those games that will be forgotten pretty fast. But... Um, it seems like it's reviewing well. It's probably uh, obviously the best Switch game of this year probably so far. So um, it's good to see something coming out of Nintendo's side out of nowhere that is a good thing. And plus, I was I was having high hopes for this game. Whenever it, it did show for the first time, you got to see the Kirby thing. Obviously, it looks like Mario Odyssey. You kind of have uh, Kirby's own weird world-building characters of like, you know, their weird enemies that they always have uh, and the weird mechanics of sucking up everything. Kirby, Ayo. Um, so it's interesting to see this actually getting the love it deserves because Kirby as a whole, I think, are, uh, you know, the praised Kirby games are kind of few and far between, but I think it having such a comeback is a nice thing, a great thing. So go check that out. If you do want something to play for the Switch, it is out there, baby. And lastly, which is something I believe we had already kind of covered, um, it looks like Ghostwire Tokyo is still sitting at a 75 out of 100 on Metacritic out of 98 critic reviews. It is a 7.5 user score, and it seems like it is mostly sitting at a meh, okay, maybe wait for a sale range. Um, we'll read a we'll read a positive review, and then we'll read a negative review. Um, Ghostwire, and this is from App Trigger. Ghostwire Tokyo is beautiful and eerie, is a beautiful and eerie jaunt through the streets of Japan, coming face to face with lore and legend while fighting for your own quest and purpose with seamless gameplay and fighting mechanics. 40 hours of exploration will seem like no time has gone by and it will leave you wanting more time running through the glistening streets of Shibuya. Uh, going to Metro Game Central, um, they say rarely has, a, has such a big budget game been based on such a thin gameplay premise. With this baffling, dull first-person adventure. I think I already read this one. Yeah, I already read this one. Um, it'll run out of steam by the end of the tutorial. I've already read that. So, basically, it's still at a 75. So, if you are interested in that, you might like it. But it might also be something you want to wait for a sale for. Just to kind of... You know, there's a lot of games out. A lot of, a lot of experiences. A lot of 8s, 9s, and 10s out there right now. Especially during this month. And, like... Over the past couple weeks, there's been a lot of high-rated games that is kind of rare to happen. So, uh, I mean, if you want to dive into this, you can, but maybe you want to try something else. I don't know. This might be a better sale game. Um, but, I I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out on sale whenever it does get there. But for now, I will be waiting. And lastly, unfortunately, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League officially delayed to spring 2023. Uh, this is straight from Sefton Hill on Twitter. We've made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League to spring 2023. I know a delay is frustrating, but the time, but that time is going into... Uh, God, I've messed up every reading bit ever. Uh, I know... Oh my God, now I'm opening 
Twitter itself. Uh, we made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League to spring 2023. I know a delay is frustrating, but that time is going into making the best game we can. I look forward to bringing the chaos to Metropolis together. Thanks for your patience. Um, so they released a little snippet, and it, it shows that it's going to be out in 2023, which honestly, I'm fine with. I'm 100% fine with. Uh, I've come to welcome most of these delays. I mean, you can be upset, obviously, and I think it's uh, I think it's okay to be like, all right, this thing is happening. Oh no, it's delayed. Like the delay itself can be upsetting, but at the same time, you have to consider de- uh, you know dev cycles. You have to consider COVID. You have to consider all these things that are kind of going into this, and um, this game could be so much better when it gets re-revealed with much more content, it gives you a fully realized game with no issues, no bugs, and or very few. I'm sure there's not going to be no, but very few bugs and glitches. And for a multiplayer game like this, these games typically do have a lot of issues um, in some form or fashion. So it's not foreign, and I think that this would be interesting to see in a year that might not be as crowded. Uh, I'm sure next year it's probably going to be just as bad, maybe. But, um, hey... Hopefully we get a official release date itself. Um, it seems like it's coming out in spring 2023, so hopefully um, we'll get a nice date on that at some point. But uh, I, honestly, if you want my honest opinion about this, that's a negative for me. I just pray we don't see this at every event until it comes out, which I'm sure we might because it's the same thing that kind of happened with Guardians of the Galaxy and... Uh, odd world we just had it at every event and now that there's a year in between this releasing i'm sure there's going to be like e3 hey remember this game uh fucking game awards hey remember this game there's going to be a lot of that so keep that to a minimum just kind of show us near release or something later next year uh but all in all this game looks exciting and i cannot wait for it and that has been today's episode i appreciate you guys being here so much I apologize for last episode being so scrambled. Uh, it was a last minute attempt <laughs> at content. And I think it was, it definitely suffered for that. Uh, bringing in such a big topic. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, let's just tackle what makes a great game uh, on, <laughs> on a random episode where I have like 20 minutes to talk about it. So uh, we'll expand on that more later. And I appreciate you guys bearing through that episode. And it seems like, more and more people are checking out the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Jordan. I love video games. We talk about it on here. We talk about everything on here. And uh, if you're old here, thank you so much for sticking around. You guys are the real ones. I appreciate everybody being here and checking out the X Button podcast. This would not be possible without you guys. And uh, we're going to keep this train rolling. So we'll be back tomorrow with more video game content. And I appreciate you guys so much. And I'll see you guys then. Have a great, fantastic pre-Friday.